fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you on Positive Living. You know, Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I am here with Positive Living. This program has been on the Internet, uh, on my program on Positive Living, on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, for the past three years. We're going into the fourth year, and I've also been on the air in my, in my state locally for the past eight years, going in my ninth year. So I, and I've been doing this work um, interviewing positive people on television and radio for the past 20 years. So my mission was the same 20 years ago as it is now, and that's to show positive solutions, practical strategies, how do we work through life's challenges and issues so that we can live the kind of life we want, and how do we show the positive side when we often see the negative side. So that's my mission, and those are the kinds of guests I have, and today is certainly no exception. I have a great guest on today. Her name is Linda Aquell Jenner. And Linda has had her own life challenge. And what she decided to do is write her own true story. It chronicles her journey through her life's challenges and strategies that she's developed to overcome them. And she talks about how you can live life to the fullest and have no regrets and turn your challenges into something positive. She has a six-step tool. And we're going to talk about that today. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Patricia. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, and I want to say that Linda is a motivational speaker. She's a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, and she also co-founded the Small Business Community Network, uh, where she is in Canada, and she speaks all the time, and also her new book is A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges. And folks, you can call us at 888-335-5204, we're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we are rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Well, welcome again, Linda. Um, let's ask you why you decided to write about your own life. Okay, then. Well, um, in my life, I've had many, many challenges. Some of those challenges were emotional and some are physical. Um, because of um, one of my, um, I guess, worst Worst challenges in my life, um, I have um, been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. I decided to uh, turn that challenge into something positive and become a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And so I offer keynotes and workshops, and um, that's working really well. I go out there to an audience, and I can talk about my challenges to the audience. But um, not everybody can get to hear my keynotes or come to my workshops. So a year ago, I underwent another physical challenge, a hysterectomy, Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of spare time on my hands, and I thought, why not write my book? And I've called it A Life Like Mine, because I really believe that many people out there may well have a life like mine. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason I wrote it, and the time period I chose was because I had some slow time in my business. Mm -hmm. 
Let me ask you, Linda, do you think, and some people agree with this and some people don't, some people think that your physical challenges um, relate to something emotional and psychological in your life. Do you think that's true? I believe this can be true in some cases. Um, for instance, um, if, we have a, if we lead a healthy lifestyle and we take care of our spiritual um, side of our emotional um, lifestyle as well. So if we lead a healthy lifestyle, um, moderation in drinking alcohol, moderation in the fast food and, and normally choose the really good food to eat, don't smoke cigarettes, our immune system can be strong. We can have a strong immune system. But if we don't lead a healthy lifestyle and if we don't take care of our emotional needs and our spiritual needs, if we even get a cold, a common cold, we find it harder to fight that common cold. So I really believe that some of our physical problems, our physical diseases that you know we have today could be lessened or we could um, fight the disease better if we looked after our emotional and spiritual part of our well-being first and foremost. Right. And you have a six-step process for this. I do. What's your first step? Okay, then my first step is to face your challenges. So, for instance, some people will have a challenge in their life and not even realize it. So you have to, first of all, recognize you have a challenge in your life, whether it's emotional, physical, divorce, disease, whatever. And once you've admitted you have a challenge in your life, you've taken the first step and you've faced your challenge. Then you can move on to the, six, the second step. Would you like the second step? Sure, absolutely. The second step is to accept the visitor. Think of the challenge in your life as a visitor because seldom do visitors stay forever. So basically, you can think short term. If you have a challenge in your life, it could be a really nasty challenge that you've never encountered before. Mm -hmm. If you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and if you think that this challenge will be with you for the rest of your life, you may not have the will or the want to, to tackle that challenge. So think of the challenge as a visitor and that this visitor will one day be leaving your life. Right. So you have to, basically, you have to see light. If you can't see light at the end of the tunnel, what, why you go really on? have a problem. Yeah, why go on? Now, I have been called um, a strong woman, a strong person. I believe I am more determined than strong. So for me, these six steps help me a lot because in order to be strong, you have to have something that makes you strong, that keeps you strong, mm -hmm. something or someone to help you or lean on. And yes, we have family, we have friends, but also there are times when our family or friends may not be there. So my six steps, as, as you mentioned earlier, are a tool that even I use from time to time and I have challenges, mm -hmm. and I can go through my six steps and I can say, okay, then so step two, I have a visitor in my life and I know it's not going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. That then leads you to step three, which is one of the easiest steps, one day at a time. Right. And the and that's, that's not easy for people, you know, No, and, one and day at a time. It's not because I'm an impatient person. I want a lot things, of us are. Yeah, and I want things to happen now. I want things to be okay now with my life and with my health. 
but there were days when I would cry. I would cry an awful lot. Um, the, the way I describe it is some days will be cloudy. That's when we may cry a lot. Mm-hmm. And then some days will be sunny. That's when we're having a really good day and the sun does shine. So basically, on, on your down days, have a cry, um, talk to people and think to yourself, okay then, if I take this slowly, maybe I can work out how best to deal with this challenge. Mm-hmm. If you try and rush it, you, you may get to the end of your challenge and really not solved anything. Mm-hmm. And do you think also that sometimes you have to take a long, hard look at yourself and say, okay, you know, this is something I'm doing that I need to change, or someone has pointed this out to me and I really need to look at this? Well, um, in the first step, if you remember, I said that you have to admit you have a challenge in your life. Now, we are not always able to identify we have a challenge. So in some cases, your best friend or a family member or a, a colleague at work may have told us that we have this challenge. And, yeah, that does then enable us to look at ourselves, and that's when choice comes into it and change. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good example of, um, I guess it's a happy challenge in my life, I recently um, got married for the second time to a wonderful guy, but when my husband and myself had to share a kitchen together, he would do things the way he wanted to do them, mm-hmm. and then I would try and tell him to do things the way I'd always done them. Mm-hmm. So that was a happy challenge in the sense that I had to look at myself and say, well, is my way really better than my husband? Mm-hmm. And the same with my husband. Um, in some cases, it could be a work challenge where your manager or whomever comes up to you and says, well, we're going to introduce a new way to do this job and, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a learning experience. And then you have a, ch- a choice to make and say, well, I really don't want to make that change. I really want to stay as I am because it's my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge where you have to look at yourself and say, well, I may never get on with my career if I just stand still. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's really basically compromising but taking a long, hard look realistically at yourself, where you are, and almost trying to get yourself out of the middle of it. Try to be unemotional about it. Um, that's, that's a really good way of looking at it. But the other thing is um, change is good only if you are changing for you. If if anybody comes up to me and says, well, I want you to change for me and I don't really have a good reason, right. you know, to change because I don't feel that it, it's going to make me happy or benefit right. me. If I change right. just for you, I don't feel that I would have a happy life and, and be doing what makes me feel good inside. Mm-hmm. So again, you look at the reasons why you might be wanting to change and if it is because of a health challenge... Um, as we mentioned, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. I was very lucky in that I had led a very healthy lifestyle and I did everything possible so that not knowing I would ever have breast cancer, but when breast cancer was diagnosed, I was able to fight that disease better than, say, mm-hmm. somebody who didn't lead a healthy lifestyle. So if you're thinking of making a change about your lifestyle to make it healthier, that really would be a good change to make. But again, if you don't do it for you, you're still not going to feel happy about it. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Linda Ockwell-Jenner. She's a motivational speaker, and she has a new book. She's a two-time breast cancer survivor, 
and she has a new book, A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges. And you can log on to her website, which is motivationalsteps.com, motivationalsteps.com. Um, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin uh, on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can call us after the break at 888-335-5204. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years' imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Issues with Victor Plesner. Global Issues is the show that covers worldwide issues for all walks of life. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Global Issues with Victor Plesner. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Now, I always say that I'm very happy to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And I believe in that, and that's why I do my program, Positive Living, which really brings you practical strategies and positive principles to help you live happy and empowered lives. You can call us on Mondays, where we are right now, at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or you can uh, call us, you, you won't call in, but you can hear the rebroadcast of the show, which is on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And the number to call is 888-335-5204. We're talking about just what the title of my show is, Positive Living, How Do You Work Through Life's Challenges. My guest is Linda Ockwell-Jenner. She presents a talk called Motivational Steps. She's a motivational speaker and an author. She's a life expert and two-time breast cancer survivor. 
and she's passionate in her belief that no challenge is insurmountable. And her new book is A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges. Linda, I was saying this during the break, and I want to get your comments about this. Do you think sometimes it's easier when you have a physical challenge than an emotional challenge in this sense? When you have a physical challenge, uh, whether it's an illness or a disease, often there are certain steps that you take. They're, you know, prescriptive steps. Yeah. Sometimes when you have an emotional, like a relationship challenge, and it means changing the way you're behaving yeah. or changing what you're saying, sometimes it's easier, I think, to fall back into old patterns and not be as compelled to change as you might be with a physical condition. What do you think? I believe that is a really good comment to make. Um, when I offer my workshops on um, living with life's challenges, we go through my six steps, which are a fantastic tool to help you through any challenge. But one particular workshop does um, come to mind, and there was um, um, a client in the workshop who was going through a relationship problem in her marriage. And this marriage wasn't a new marriage. They'd been married maybe 15 years or so. And basically what my client had noticed was as she grew as a person and the children were now out doing their own things, the children were older, so as my client grew as a person, her husband didn't really see her in person she was before. Mm-hmm. So basically um, this client tried to talk to her husband and say that she was growing as a person and felt that she that she was leaving her, her husband behind. Mm-hmm. So her husband kept on telling her that, yes, I understand, I understand, and we'll work on this together. But re- in reality, what the husband was doing was saying, okay, I'm not really listening, I'm getting on with my life, I don't like change. Mm-hmm. And by the time this client actually came to my workshop, Living With Life's Challenges, she was on the point of um, separation, divorce. Mm-hmm. So my advice to my client was, to make sure communication was the first thing that was looked after in this relationship. Mm -hmm. But it has to be a two-way communication. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, I'm talking to you, and I know you're you're listening to what I'm saying, but you're not hearing what I'm saying? Mm. It's going in your your ears, you're listening to me, but you're not taking any of it in. And this is what happens with um, an emotional challenge sometimes people are not listening to their emotions or to their instincts this particular client went home um, tried to say to her husband we don't communicate anymore you don't listen and hear what I'm saying and quite honestly I believe that we're heading for divorce if you're not willing to come halfway and if we don't discuss this The husband wasn't willing to discuss it. The husband wanted things to stay the same as they were. So my client did choose separation and eventually divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, She did say that what what she learned from the workshop was that when she entered a new relationship, when she would be looking for new relationships, she would definitely make sure that communication was always the most important thing up front. Mm -hmm. And never, ever get to the point where you are taking each other for granted. That's so point. That, and And the, the point there, though, also is that sometimes that honest communication is not easy. 
it, honest communication is not easy, but the point is, if you're, um, if you're trying to discuss something with a family member, or you're trying to discuss something with a friend, or with um, your husband, or your wife, your partner, whatever, honesty has to be the core. Now, there are, there are good ways to be honest, and there are cruel ways to be honest. So I, I, I'm not advocating that you are cruel in your honesty. There is always a nice way to be honest. But there comes a point when basically you have to lay on the line in a kind and honest way because if, for instance, you're having a relationship with a friend and your friend is taking you for granted and you're driving your friend everywhere and gas prices have gone up and that kind of deal and your, your relationship with your friend is so important you don't want to lose the relationship, you have to try and bring up in a nice, honest, kind way that mm -hmm. you really can't afford to keep being the taxi driver, the chauffeur, mm -hmm. and there may be a way that you can discuss this, you know, in a way that you don't lose your friendship and maybe your friend offers to drive sometimes or offers to give you gas money. But I'm not advocating, you know, you have to be cruel to be kind. That can do a lot of damage. But honesty and communication really does pay off. Very good point, and and also, and, and particularly in in, this, in an emotional situation, let's move a little bit into the physical. Give us some steps for people who are coping with disease or cancer, and this is certainly Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Give us some tips, Linda. Okay, then. Well, um, we went through um, the the um, first three steps, but I'll just go over step one again very briefly of my six steps because these can help tremendously. Step one, face your challenges. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer the first time, I had to accept that I had a challenge. I was then able to move on to step two, and this is accept the visitor. I perceived my breast cancer to be a short-term illness, a short-term challenge, and that I was now getting the help from the medical profession, and I would be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Step three, one day at a time, for me, living with breast cancer, yes, I got sad, yes, I cried, and yes, I was scared. So on those days, I either phoned a helpline, the Cancer Society, or um, a free phone service as that, or I would talk to my friends and family and tell them that I was scared. And then I would get a hug, I would get somebody talking to me, and it helped me. On other days, I was extremely up and my belief system was fantastic that, yes, I would be cured of breast cancer and get on with my life. So that took me to step four. I set goals. I said to myself, once my radiation treatment is out of the way, I want to get on with my life and I want to do this, I want to do that. And I set goals of what I would do once my um, radiation treatment was over. And I believe a lot of people who live with any serious illness, disease, or breast cancer, as I did, finds that really helpful to know that you can get on with your life eventually. And step five, um, this really helps again. Talk about your challenge. Sharing your fears, hopes, and dreams helps you. Um, for me, again, I talked to people because I felt like a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm -hmm. And then I had my radiation treatment, and it was time for me to get on with my life. Um, so step six was show the visitor the door. And this, this might not be the last challenge in my life or your life, mm -hmm. but show the challenge out the door anyway. So for me, um, 
the last step was the most important step. I'd invited breast cancer, the challenge, into my life and said, okay, I've got no choice. I have to deal with you. Mm-hmm. But now I've dealt with you. I'm going to show you the door, and I'm going to get on with my life. And mm-hmm. in my case, um, I did get breast cancer again the second time three years later. Mm-hmm. Not the same breast cancer, a different breast cancer in my other breast. And many people do ask me, are you bitter? Are you angry that you had breast cancer twice? And I say, no, I feel blessed because I am alive. My immune system and my healthy lifestyle and my emotional state, you know, having a positive attitude, helped me defeat breast cancer twice. There's no reason for me to be angry. Um, I'm, a, I'm glad to be alive. So any advice I would give to people in the same position as me is, If you don't want to talk about your challenges and you feel that you want to keep it private because it's something between you and your doctor, that's fine. But always believe in your heart that the doctors are working with you. The doctors will help you. And with, you know, the positive attitude and along with the fantastic um, way we've come on with medicine today, you too can be a survivor like, like I am. But if you do feel you want to share your challenge and you want to talk to people, it has been proved that it really does help. Mm-hmm. Well, and it also sounds like um, actually that it is important to talk about it. I know some people don't. Some people don't. But what you're really advocating is for people to find someone, whether it's a physician or whether it's a friend. Yeah, it's very, very important to talk about it. Yeah. I also believe that in my case, as a motivational speaker, the reason I started to, to talk about my challenges with breast cancer and other, other um, challenges in my life is because if people look at me and see that I've come out the other end, mm-hmm. I'm a survivor of these challenges, it inspires them to think, well, if Linda can do it, I can do it. One of the um, worst challenges I've ever experienced, and this is many, many years ago in England where I was born, was panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And again, um, in my workshop, Living with Life's Challenges, it takes a lot for me to ask that question to my clients in the audience, has anybody experienced a panic attack? And you'll find one person will put, you know, show a hand and then another person will, and they'll look around the room and they'll say, wow, I didn't realize anybody else had ever gone through the same challenges as myself because it's a very private thing. Mm-hmm. Panic, panic attacks now are more common than maybe 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is because the lifestyle we lead is a very go-go, stress, stress mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, but what you're saying is that sometimes you may have something that seems to be Unique. Yes. You must talk about it to find out that it's not. Yes. And another reason why I wrote my book, A Life Like Mine, is so other people out there could see in the privacy of where they're reading my book Mm -hmm. that other people have the same challenges as they do. One thing that people always say about me is I'm always smiling and I'm always happy. Mm -hmm. And some people envy me because I have the perfect life. Now they've read my book, they can see that, yes, I'm always smiling and happy when I'm in the public, but when I'm at home, I'm like everybody out Uh there. I have stress. I have financial problems. I just deal with them maybe um, in the privacy of my home. 
by writing my book, more people understand now that just because you see somebody who may have the perfect life, mm-hmm. they may have the same struggles and challenges as you, but they're not as open as them as we are. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Linda Ockwell jenner She's a motivational speaker, life expert, and two-time breast cancer survivor and is passionate in her belief that no challenge is insurmountable. Her website is MotivationalSteps.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Issues with Victor Plesner. Global Issues is the show that covers worldwide issues for all walks of life. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Global Issues with Victor Plesner. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm very happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. Positive Living brings you practical strategies and positive solutions to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And each week we interview people that really talk about this in one way or another. 
I've been doing this work for 20 years, both on television and radio, the last nine on radio, and the last three and a half right here on voiceamerica.com. I saw the vision of Internet radio and really felt that it was so important to spread this message of positive thinking and positive living throughout the country and throughout the world, so that's what we do. And you can log on to my website, raskinresources.com. My book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. You can look that up, and the shows are archived on my site as well. You can also go to voiceamerica.com and look up Patricia Raskin, and the shows are archived on Voice America's site as well. My guest today is Linda Ockwell Jenner, and her new book is A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges. Linda is a motivational speaker, life expert, and two-time breast cancer survivor who really is passionate in her belief that no challenge is insurmountable. And if you want to call us, you can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Welcome back, Linda. Thank you. Let's talk about some other challenges that people may face. One of the things that you mentioned um, was the whole idea of being different, you know, when you move to a new place, being accepted, yeah. uh, when you have a different accent or you yeah. have a different, uh, a different background or yeah. just different lifestyle. Well, um, with me, um, me feeling different probably stemmed from when I was in high school in England. I was a very, very shy child. And because I was shy, I tended to walk around and look at the floor rather than look at people. And so people thought I was a little bit kind of snobbish and unfriendly, but I was so, so shy. Um, As I got older, my confidence started to um, build. And I believe um, that this is what I've written in, in my book. This is an example of the things I try and tell people of how they can relate to people in maybe a nicer way. Over the years, um, people have said many nice things about me. They've said, I have a lovely smile. I have a nice laugh. Um, They can see the soul through my eyes. I have a great personality, fantastic legs, and I've been told I'm sexy. And I find that an interesting combination of compliments because that's what they are. But I always wanted to be told that um, I have a lovely nature, which I am told a lot now, but, you know, not when I was very much younger. So I have a lovely nature. I'm very giving, and I care about others very much. Obviously, um, it's good to feel good about how you look and your appearance, but remember, if somebody doesn't look the same as you perceive they should look mm-hmm. or or speak or, or talk the way that you would think that they talk, Just remember there's a person inside everybody that we can't always see and look deep into yourself and allow yourself to discover, you know, the real person and and I bet you you won't be disappointed. So for me, most of my challenges from my childhood stem from not feeling good about myself as I jumped in and out of relationships and um, I was an old-fashioned girl. I didn't want to smoke um, behind the bike sheds which is what happened in my school. We had bike sheds and the teenage girls and boys would smoke age 13 and and I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want a boyfriend. I was too shy for a boyfriend. So my friends would point the finger and say I was odd. I grew into an adult. I got married and had children, moved to Canada. And just as my confidence was growing, um, I moved to Canada and I discovered my accent was different to other people who live by me. Mm-hmm. And many people did like my accent, but in my book I tell the story of the neighbors from hell. 
and they they didn't like my accent. They didn't like that I was different, and I was actually told at one point to go back to my own country. I was very sad that I was being faced with that, and my children and husband were being faced with that kind of prejudice. And my advice to anybody is always be yourself, always be authentic, and never let anybody kind of steer you into another direction where you may not want to go and you may not like to be. When we're born, we we have a, an open book to write our own story. And if we've got as far as I got, you know, when I moved to Canada and I was happy with myself and the person I was, nobody was going to tell me how to change. It wasn't my problem. It was my neighbor's problem. Yeah. And unfortunately, all over the world today, there are much worse problems as, as than that where people are not accepted for race, religion, mm-hmm. whatever. So if we could all look at each other in a different way and say, well, really, you're the same as me, it's just that you talk different, you look different. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what a wonderful world, you know, it would be? Yes. So that's another challenge that I faced. And in my workshops, it's a very multicultural country, Canada, you know, where I live, very multicultural. Mm-hmm. I have many, many different people come to my workshops and they faced the same challenges of me of being accepted in their new country. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and another thing, you know, as we said, it's important to understand very much what you think and accept yourself, but it's also important to understand what other people are thinking. And when you understand that somebody may be judging you totally on the color of your skin or your accent or you're too tall or too short, mm-hmm. You can work through that if you don't take it personally. And that's yes. a challenge because, you know, it can be a challenge for you to say, oh, well, you know, I understand how they feel when it's really, it hurts. It definitely hurts. It definitely hurts. But um, I believe the problem will get worse if you retaliate. I really believe that there is a time when you should say something and validate you know, how you're feeling, but there are occasions when it's really not worth it. You know in your own heart that you haven't done anything wrong. You know in your own heart that you have a right to be whatever you are and doing what you're doing. So by having um, a discussion about it with a person who obviously is very unhappy, probably very angry and not happy with their life, it will make the situation worse and they may even get angry and violent. That has actually happened in my life in the past when I moved to my new home in Canada. So I learned very soon on to turn the other cheek, mm-hmm. look the other way, ignore the jibes, ignore the comments, and having four small children, that's hard. Do you, do you try, think, after you understand that and you turn the other cheek, do you try to communicate with that person or do you not? Well, I did try. I really tried and so did my family, but... The other people were not willing to come halfway to listen or to, shall we say, change their their points of view and their thoughts. Right. So we just walked the other way, literally walked the other way. And quite honestly, I believe that there may be an unhappiness going on in the lives of people mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can only help someone if they want to be helped. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's, let's move to something else here that... I hear so much people say to me, and it's a chapter in your book, Linda. We've got a couple minutes before break. It's chapter 14. It's be careful what you wish for. Oh, yes. I hear that a lot. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. Well, um, when I wrote this in my book, it is kind of um, a joke. You know, um, 
I kind of make it into a jokey kind of story. But um, many, many, many years ago, um, when I was talking with friends, um, one of my wishes was to... I'd had four children. I'd breastfed my four children. And uh, I was joking, if I could have any wish, it would be to have implants and have nicer breasts. And then another time I was joking that, you know, I would like a toy boy, a, a younger man in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and why I say be careful what you wish for... For many years in my life, I did um, have implants. I had no breasts, but the reason I had them, as you know, is because I had breast cancer twice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we sit in there thinking what a rotten life we've got and how unhappy we are, and if we have lots of money, all our problems will go away. This is really not so. So instead of wishing that our life would be different and we could have all these things to make our life better, maybe look into ourselves and think how we can make our life better without all these physical things or these material things because when it comes down to it, only we can make our life what we want it to be. So I would never have wished that I could have new breasts if I'd have been told the only way to get them would be to have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you wish for. Mm. What was uh, the other one? The other and then, one seemed kind of juicy, Linda. I'm sorry? The other one was juicy about... About my, my new relationship? Yes. Yes, unfortunately, um, I did go through a divorce um, a few years ago, and I did meet my younger man, my toy boy, and um, he's a wonderful man, and we got married last year. So I guess that wish, in a way, is a nice wish to have turned out, but in all honesty, I never planned to get married and have children mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go through divorce. Right. So what you're saying is you may get the end result, but be careful what you wish for or the way you wish for it. Yes, because, because it, it may not come the way you want it to. I think there's always a price to pay. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Linda Ockwell Jenner. Her new book is A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges. And Linda is a motivational speaker, life expert, and two-time breast cancer survivor. And she really believes that no challenge is unsurmountable. Her website is motivationalsteps.com. You can call us after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. After the break, you can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. On Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We are in our fourth year on the air at Voice America, and I really do believe that you can have the kind of life you want. That's why I do Positive Living. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. 
If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm very happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can also log on to my website, raskinresources.com, get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, as well as listen to the archive shows on my site. My guest today is Linda Aquell jenner and Linda Aquell jenner is the author of the new book, A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Cult Living with Life's Challenges. She's a motivational speaker, life expert, and two-time breast cancer survivor who is passionate in her belief that no challenge is insurmountable. And she speaks in front of many, many audiences. Welcome back, Linda. Thank you. Let's talk about the concept of it's never too late. You know, we have many, many baby boomers. It's probably one of the largest segments. And also the, the, the oldest segment of our population is going very quickly. Let's oh, yeah. talk about it's never too late. Okay, then. So um, I believe in the world we're in today that people sometimes put themselves into kind of categories and categories of age. So um, I guess 
people get to a certain age, it could be when you hit 40, it could be when you hit 50, it could be even when you hit 30, and you say, okay, um, you know, I'm at 40 now, this is the way things have got to be. Well, that's not so, that's not so. Um, I did um, a workshop recently for a senior centre, and it was actually volunteer appreciation, recognition, and I'm telling you that the youngest person there must have been about 65 years old, and the oldest was 90. And many of these seniors, in their spare time when they weren't um, volunteering, were actually tackling new things in their life. Um, one guy was actually going to be buying a yacht and yachting around the world. Um, another lady, who I believe was about 70 years old, was doing a university course. So I think the mistake people make today is to say, well, I'm too old now, or even I'm too young. So always remember that life goes in the stages um, of change that you want it to. So if you're ready for change, go for it. In my case, um, after having four children and two marriages, I just got married for the second time last year, um, I suddenly realized... I had time on my hands. What would I do with it? So I decided to start a, a business networking group to help small businesses. Um, I wrote a book. I started my own company. Mm -hmm. Many people my age would say, well, it's too late to do that now because I don't know. I've never been to university. I haven't got a degree. Age, time should never really hold you back. If you're ready to do something, go for it. And the reason I say that is if you don't try it now, you may never try it. If you don't take the challenge and have the courage to try something, you'll always look back on your life and say, well, I wish I'd have done that, and I'm too old now, or I wish I'd have done that. You're never too old. It's never too late. So you can actually do anything you want to. Um, don't you need a lot of encouragement, though? There are people that are afraid to do that. You know? People are afraid. You need a support system behind you, don't you think? Definitely. And the one biggest thing I will say, if you're in a committed relationship and your um, significant partner does not support any changes you are wanting to make or any any challenges that you want to tackle that maybe not, you know, be something your partner wants you to do. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work unless you have the support of your partner because it's like hitting your head against a brick wall. You will feel guilty. That's another thing that holds us back, guilt. Um, I'm not going to say women more than men, but women do have this, thing where, well, we can't do this because we have children or we can't do this because we should be ironing the shirts. We can do anything we like, men and women, as long as we can get rid of the guilt and we have support. Unfortunately, if you don't have the support of your significant other, it will be ten times worse. Mm -hmm. um, I have the support. So what do, you, what do you suggest to people who have that problem? If they, have, if they don't have the support of their significant mm -hmm. other... Yeah. Quite honestly, we're back to choices again. You have to work out how much you want to move on and do something different versus how much you want to stay in the relationship you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with your relationship if the other person doesn't want you to grow and move and change. What I am saying is why not discuss it, communicate more, and maybe you can come to a halfway um, some partners get scared that if we grow too much, we'll grow away from them. Maybe include them in your new plans and your new dreams and your new career. 
you know, maybe include them in the sense that maybe, like me, I have a home-based business. My husband does my accounting for me and my website. Maybe include your children so that you are still spending good time with your children and you don't feel like you're leaving them out. But uh, the most important thing about my life um, is I have and I still am enjoying every minute of it. So that's the key. Make sure you enjoy your life and also take a minute to look back on what you've achieved and always feel proud of what you've done and always give yourself a pat on the back and say, well done. Even if your manager, your wife, your husband, your children don't say that to you, say it to yourself because inevitably whatever you do is for you in the end. Mm -hmm. It makes you happy. So what you're saying is if, if, you, if you have a dream, yeah. you really want to do something... Get the support. If you can't get it from your family, which may be harder, find it from other people around you. There's definitely support out there. There's financial support. There's networking groups. There's business agencies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you will find it twice as hard if you don't have the family support because probably there will then be a division of how you right. share out your time and you'll feel guilty. All right. We have just a, a couple minutes left. So... Quickly, if people get one thing out of this program today, Linda, on a life like mine, on living fully with life's challenges, what would you say to them? I would, say, I would say that never fear change. Never be scared to make choices. If you make a choice that doesn't work well for you, it's a learning experience. And I would say just take every day as it comes mm -hmm. and really smell the roses and don't wait for a bad challenge or, a, a, you know, a really bad thing to enter your life before you start mm -hmm. enjoying life and realizing how wonderful life is. Life is wonderful, but it's up to us to make it wonderful. Thank you so much, Linda, for being on the program. Okay. Thank you. Thank Stay you. On the line. My guest has been Linda Aquiljana. Her book is A Life Like Mine, Everyday Strategies for Living with Life's Challenges, and her website is motivationalsteps.com. Next week, we're going to have a wonderful woman on the program who has her own show on Voice America. Her name is Shirley Mitchell, and her show is Aging Out of the Box. And I've been on her show. It's wonderful. It's on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, and I believe that's uh, 8, 8 a.m. Pacific. And she has two books out, Fabulous After 50, Finding Fulfillment for Tomorrow, and Sensational After 60, Loving Life All Over Again. She's interviewed many people. She speaks all over the country, and she really has a desire to give aging people a positive mindset to use their potential until their last breath. And her whole passion and persistence and prevailing gives her pizzazz. So tune in next week. Folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Remember that my show is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast it Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can log on to my website, raskinresources.com, get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and you can look up the archive shows on my site. So until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. 
And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Thank you.